69. All right, we're live. Good evening, lunatics. We are we're live on YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. So we're good now. Everybody give us an audio check. Let us know uh what well, if we're sounding good on both platforms. Everything appears to be working as intended. So y'all give us a little sound check real quick and let us know, make sure everything's good. I got to get that damn roadcaster. All right. Joseph Chubb on TikTok says we sound good. Matthew says everything sounds good on YouTube. We are in good shape and Larry's disappeared. Where'd he go? Oh, sorry about that. Had to adjust some lighting here. Oh, all right. Good evening, everybody. Wow. What a week. What it a has week. Been, it has been a week. I'm, I'm, you know, night before last, I laid down and for whatever reason, didn't get to sleep till like three o'clock in the morning, you know, just tossing and, t- of course, coughing and hacking too. And then got to take a impromptu 600 mile trip to South Boston, Virginia and back last night. That was fun. Didn't have that on my calendar for yesterday. I'm sure you Uh, didn't. But by the way, we did make a discovery. They are widening, you know, that US 58 that we always talk about where you get trucks, truck restricted between I-77 and Martinsville, Virginia. Yep. Well, they are doing a $300 million widening project and they are going to turn that all into four lane over Lover's Leap. So nice. Supposed to be completed in about two see, years. See, it's a good for you to get back on the road every once in a while. It keeps you sharp, keeps you updated, so you're yeah. not giving our drivers this antiquated information, right? So the latest and greatest. So, well, what was funny is we were coming back. It, it's clearly, 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 clearly marked. When you get off of I-77 on 58, it says tractor trailers over 65 feet are prohibited beyond this point in what is such and such county. And when you come out of Martinsville, tractor trailers are prohibited. And we're going up on going West. We're going up lover's leap at about, I don't know, nine o'clock at night. And we see big truck headlights that look like they're in the middle of the road. And we pull up there. My headlights on my pickup truck hit Western express. Of course it is Western express sitting over on the wrong side of the road, smoke flying off of his brakes. Cause he's, you know, on a 9% grade that he's not supposed to be on. Right. I, you know, maybe, maybe part of the problem, you know, is because I came from the world before GPS, we had to read road signs, right? Well, now nobody reads road signs because obviously how many times, how many times have you followed a, 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 a bunch of trucks and it says trucks use left lane or right lane or whatever it is. And they don't do it, you know? It's, oh, uh, yeah. oh, they do it here where I mean, they're rebuilding reading 64. Signs is, I mean, reading signs is not, that's, that, that's, that's just a guideline. That's not necessary. <laughs> anyway, <Yeah. clears throat> anyway, it's, how's your week been, by the way? Pretty good? Not too bad. Not too bad. I just got done mowing about 40 minutes before we got yeah. into the, so I mean, it's hot out there. It is hot. For you it ain't guys- as hot as it could be, but it's hot. For you guys that don't know, I've been in Naperville, Illinois all week. Uh, this is the second Friday night that I've been here in a row doing this podcast because I'm up here. We're up here 
keeping our grandchildren while uh, my son and daughter-in-law are going are in on a high-end luxury trip to Vietnam. And, uh, you know, my um, when I hear Vietnam in, at my age, I think of things much differently than what it is obviously now. But uh, the pictures and videos are sending back. It's, it's incredibly beautiful. Incredibly beautiful. So that's now. That's now that they're, they're doing oh, that. They're there right now. That's why I'm here. Oh, okay. I was thinking that was later in the year for some reason. So y'all are, are y'all are y'all are grandma and grandpa, mom and dad this week. Absolutely. And absolutely. And Do, and and Donnie and Marie. But we're all how how many bad habits and dirty words have you taught these children while mom and dad are away? Uh, or does Mary Lou does Mary Lou keep you on the straight and narrow to make sure that as, as best you can. I mean, she has her hands full there, you know, but she's had plenty of yeah. plenty of years of experience at it. So, but now yeah. it's all been good. They, they've really been good kids. We've had any meltdowns and if y'all know, I've got a, I've got four grandchildren. I've got a uh, bookend girls, four and nine and twin boys are seven. So, um, they're, listen, they're a handful. You can tell that their daddy, they're their daddy's kids. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, I it's, asked- been, it's been fun. I asked my dad one time after we had kids, I said, when you become a grandparent, did you just lose your mind? Like all your good sense go away. And he just chuckled and we, yeah, because my mom, I grew up in the home of an obsessive compulsive clean freak that would like right. iron right. towels and washcloths and shit, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and Kaylee, my oldest is now 17. When she was a year old, I look into the bedroom one day and they're sitting in a rocking chair and that child is taking those little puff, little cheap little puff things that they, and she just throwing them in the floor. Right. One right after the other. Right. And, and, and my mom's just this laughing. And, and I, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, isn't that cute? I'm like, you would have broke my fingers. Okay. Right. If I would have done oh, that, but, but yeah, Oh no, the grandbaby, she can just set the house on fire and spray ketchup all over the wall. It don't matter. You know, she'd killed me if I'd done that. Absolutely. So I know how y'all are. You, you just brought up a, a vivid memory to me when you said something about your mom ironing everything. My mom did the same thing. My mom, you know, she would iron sheets, you know, bed sheets. Mm. I mean, everything was ironed. Everything. Okay. So I get married and, you know. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. <laughs> I reached, and, and back then you, you wore, uh, I did. I mean, most men did. You wore a white T-shirt under a dress shirt you know like like right now there'd mm-hmm. be a little white showing right there that was that was the thing okay well my shirts were always pressed there was a there was a crease right here mm-hmm. you know so when that shirt was open there was a crease right there. you could see and i wasn't getting that and i made the mistake of asking a question about why that wasn't there and uh to this day i remember what the answer was and um <laughs> So uh, now I get it. I, I understand. Right, so my mom was the same way. You know, the, my mom. When you know, I, obviously, if you guys listen, you know that I helped them get into their own business late in life. My mom was always working for another dry cleaner, and I created. My mom's name was Francis. I created Francis Quality Dry Cleaning in Lexington, Kentucky, and named it after my mom. The, my mom's picture was the logo, and uh, put them in business so they would have a chance to retire. And, uh, but my mom was not a, not unlike Chris, who Chris teaches, but holds people to a standard. My mom just holds them to a standard, but she didn't teach. So she would literally come back in the store. We would go, we would work all day. We would go get dinner somewhere. My dad loved to go to Frisch's 
and eat the mm. salad bar with the cold peaches and the and the and mm-hmm. the uh, uh, cottage cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, my dad right was now. a big peaches right and cottage now. cheese guy. Yeah. Oh man. So we come back to work, and she take everything off the line that had been done that day by other people and repress it, put it back on the line, and. I, listen, I, you're not going to change it, okay? I, right. I'm not. I'm not going to be able to coach that out. But bless her heart, I, you know, love her and miss her. She unfortunately died at a young age, 65, of, a, of an aneurysm, and um, you know, it was a, it was a very tra- uh, tragic thing for me, and uh, and and for obviously for that business as well. But anyway, uh, hopefully she's looking down and happy what she, with what she sees. So, but now grandparenting is a uh, it's a whole different thing. You know, the thing I love about grandparent is that there's revenge involved here, okay? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, when, when, uh, because my daughter in law, uh, she's, listen, she's, you know, uh, she wants only the best for, for, you know, for everything. So I, I always, I, I tease her, but I really, I'm not really teasing her. But, you know, I, like I, you know, she would only let them eat certain things and they never get dirty and all that stuff. So I said, look, you know, I'm coming. They lived in Florida for a few years. And I said, I'm coming down. I'm taking those kids to Disney, Disney World, and I'm going to just give them ice cream and chocolate and cotton candy all day mm-hmm. long, and I'm going to bring them home and hand them to you, and I'm leaving. And yep. I did that very thing, okay? Sugar them up, so send them home. I, I did. So I said, hey, have this, okay? But uh, it's fun. We, we, uh, we do spoil them, but, but that's good. That's what, they, that's what grandparents are for. So. Yep. Um, and and we then we could sit back and go, yeah, you remember when you used to do this stuff? Guess what it's like now, okay? So mm-hmm. it's something to look forward to, Chris. It really is. I I, I never dreamt I would. I never dreamt it would happen because Chris did not have anybody on the radar uh, when all of a sudden this popped up. I mean, it was a total surprise. Um, and then and then to have four grandchildren in the span of four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just something. If I had been gambling at the time, I'd have lost a house because uh, <laughs> I'd have never would have bet that that would have happened. But it's yeah. all good. We've got a we got a wonderful, wonderful daughter-in-law, and um, and these guys have their beautiful home up here in, in Naperville. And I'm standing in the Chris's uh, Chris's he shed, which is commonly called the Bourbon Barn, because behind me is every bourbon that's made in Kentucky. So uh, he's a bourbon snob. I'm he's responsible for me being a bourbon snob, not vice versa. And, hmm. um, uh, but it's all good. It's all good. I'm, uh, tonight I'm, I'm back to my Jefferson reserve, by the way, whoever's whatever camera I need to show us to. Um, so that's the drink of the night. I got Jefferson my, reserve. I'm back on yingling. Yeah. Well, one of these days I'll get you to raise your, <clears throat> your standards a little bit, but anyway, so, um, what's going on in trucking this week? Um, well, yellow and uh, yellow and UPS are—they're uh, all throwing hissy fits and they're—they're um, they're slinging mud back and forth, and they're all going to shut down and go out of business. And, and of course, you got all these truckers just just frothing at the mouth, waiting. You know, oh, we're going to get that freight. Well, maybe you will, maybe you won't. I—I yeah. um, I, I mean, as I look at it from a disinterested observer. I don't see how yellow stays open without a big bailout. And they've already had a handful of bailouts over the years. Um, what was something like 400 million back in the two thousands and, and another hundred, couple hundred million in the, uh, in, in the COVID. Uh, I don't, I don't know if daddy's going to write that check. And if they do, yeah. 
Um, you know, and, and I don't know. Uh, Rachel uh, Freightwaves wrote this article, you know, that the union's willing to uh, sacrifice 22,000 jobs. Yeah, because the union don't give a shit about you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you no, she said, said this. The union is willing to sacrifice 22,000 sets of dues. We yeah. don't fuck about the jobs, but we do right. like the dues. But, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's be interesting yeah. to watch. Nick on, you, on TikTok asked, do you think truck prices will continue to drop? Yes. Uh, yes. Well, yes nope. and no. There's, there'll be a floor, but we haven't got there yet. The trucks that um, uh, the trucks that uh, we run are pretty much probably at their floor. They, they, you know, we're we're seeing them in the ten and twelve and fifteen thousand dollar range now. Um, there's not much lower to go with them now. The say sixteen to nineteens. We, we could probably see them drive uh, down a little bit uh, yet. I mean, you can pick up a 16 Cascadia for probably 30 grand. Uh, well, you're just going to have to do a lot to it. But, you know? but here's the thing, Chris. There's been a lot. Listen, a lot of people got in in 21 that had the money to do it. They were making all this, this uh, windfall and all this passive income to jump it on the bandwagon. Those guys had the money to li- ride this out for a while, but that is running out. And so eventually these things are going to get, they're going to get repoed and they're going to get auctioned off. And so mm-hmm. the prices are going to get that. We're not there. We're the, you, yeah. If you're, if you've got cash and you're willing to wait and be and, and show up at the right time, you will get a bargain on, on anything right now uh, or, or coming up. We're not there yet, but, uh, but yeah, it's going to listen until, until you see the rates start to come back up, the trucks are going to continue to fall in price because that's what's going to make the rates come back up is the capacity going away. And the only way capacity yeah. goes away is if the equipment goes away. It's, it doesn't work for a driver just to change jobs and the equipment still be out there. If the equipment has to go away. And, um, and that will, you'll, you'll know it. So I'm seeing something here that I assume is, is just a joke. But if it's not, I'm really, really concerned. Are you you're uh, talking about on TikTok? Yes. Okay. Well, I've, I've seen that and I, and I see it. Kobe Noball. Thanks, guys. I'm on my way to start my own fleet with Landstar through Lone Mountain. Now, Kobe, I've not seen your name before, and it says Kobe has followed us, so you ought to stick around, so we're not going to hurt you too bad. But probably the worst idea I've heard in the last, you know, few days is I'm on my way to start my own fleet with Landstar through Lone Mountain, Um, L-O-A-N Mountain. Um, You're going to end up with a mountain of debt and no money. Um, so I would, I would, I would, I would strongly yet respectfully, um, request that you do not number one, don't buy anything from Lone Mountain ever. Um, uh, and then certainly do not try to start a fleet because we see how that works. We, we've, we've seen how that works. Cause here's what's going to happen. Okay. And I, and we've, we've lived this. Okay. A, a guy, an enterprising feller will get a hold of a few trucks because, you know, I, I can sign my name on the line and, and get some trucks. And in order to run them trucks, we need to have some drivers. And so we get some drivers and listen, we're going to take care of these drivers. We're going to treat them well. We're going to do all the right things. We're going to have integrity in our business. Um, you know, we're going to get a billboard, you know, we're, we're going to do it. We're going to do it all. Okay. Give away, tur- give away turkeys at Christmas. Give away turkeys at Christmas. Yeah. And then these drivers are going to ride you like a cheap hooker. Okay. (laughs) 
they are going to, because you end up in a position because you, if you have all these trucks from Lone Mountain or select trucks or wherever, and you got all this debt, you got a service. You can't hold these drivers accountable because they'll leave. Cause that's what truck drivers do. When you try to hold them accountable is they leave. And so we lived this. We had a fleet owner come to us one time that wanted our, wanted our help. And we tried to help. Well, part of our help was saying, hey, this is our system. And these are our expectations. These are our communication protocols. This is how we're going to do business. And it lasted two, three weeks. Yeah, roughly. Two or three the weeks. La the last week was kind of iffy, but. Two, two, but yes. Yeah, a couple weeks. Okay. Our best dispatcher who has amazing uh, relationships with agents. These guys wouldn't show up on time. They wouldn't communicate. Um you know, his wife said she has never seen him as angry as he was because he had the blue ribbon expectation that, well, absolutely, people are going to show up on time and they're going to communicate well and they're going to do everything they're supposed to do, you know, because of the integrity that it takes. And then we get these clowns and the truck owner was in a position where he had to save them from the big, bad blue ribbon. And so he went, you know, he, he talked some trash on Facebook about us. That didn't work out well for him. Um, but it made us the problem, right? When all we were doing is saying, okay, well, we're, we're going to communicate well with agents and we're going to show up on time and we're going to manage our time well and we're going to do all of these good positive things that, that ha have good business outcomes. And they're like, fuck you. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> well, um, listen, I, th this is a, it's an unbelievable segue. I, I can't believe that you're setting me up this way. You're right. I had something I wanted to talk about. Tonight. I'm a broadcast professional, by the way. And matter of so. fact, you should mark it because I think we're going to TikTok short this when we get okay. done. So mark the time. 1752. Um, I, I had some, you know, I've, I've had some thoughts. I haven't been doing much work this week. I've just been watching kids. So I've had time to do a lot of thinking. I came up with something that I think is, is, um, we will describe in, in great detail what we do here and why people who come here may or may not succeed. And I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to categorize or I want to identify two different terms. Okay. Cause this is perfect because this fleet owner you're talking about came to us and his goal was to, to us to enter into a transaction with us that would accomplish what he needed to get accomplished uh, for him and and just the fact that he got involved with us and, and and joined with us that transaction in his mind was what it was going to take to do it we have the same thing when we have experienced bcos who come here and they think well if i go to blue ribbon i'll become a blue ribbon lunatic person and i go through the program once i get through there um, I, I've got a, I've got a quasi certificate that says that I am now a blue ribbon lunatic. I'm, I'm, I, it must be that I will now succeed, but here's the problem with that because we are not a transactional, um, opportunity. We're a transformational opportunity. You, you cannot come here and transact your way into success because you can't buy it. Uh, you, you can come here and you can expose yourself to us and be held accountable and learn and be willing to become transformational and leave here highly successful. And that's the, that's the description that we need to now include in our literature and our programming about what we do. You know, you, you, this is why we don't do videotapes. This is why we don't let the, 
the, the, the, the event be virtual. This is why we don't do, you know, it has to be transformational for this to work. It's only transformational if you come and participate. Now, we have a really, really recent example of this. We had a young man today that we had to part ways with, you know, and I believe firmly what I just said is a, is a situation. He came here. He had all the, all the um, potential in the world. But when you don't listen, when you don't try to transform into what it is that we need you to be, it's not going to work. Not here, not in business, not anywhere. We have used a term in the past called changing your identity. And I guess that's a little blasé maybe, but I like this better. We are not transactional. We are transformational. And that's what we do here. Mark. Thank you very much. <clears throat> that's why I get paid the big bucks. Right. <clears throat> But it's true. I mean, you can't you can't yeah. just say. Look, I mean, how many BCOs have come here, Chris? Okay, you know they're, they oh, they want they want what we get. They want what we have. They want what we can do for them. They just don't want to transform into the person it takes to be that. Would you agree with that? Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, you know, the difference between me, uh, I'm a former BCO. And the former BCOs that we have had, that we have accepted into this program, not a one of them as, as lasted was, I realized that my problem was me. Uh, TikTok, Tavo, a BCO is a business capacity operator. That's Landstar's name for an owner operator. Yeah. Um, the, the realization came after the smoke had cleared and my business had failed that I was the problem. I mean, listen, I could have blamed my wife. I could have blamed my kids. I could have blamed my in-laws. I could have blamed the president. I could have blamed Congress and Landstar and the agents. There was a, there was a long list of people that were, I mean, they get blamed every day. Right. But the one person on this planet that I have control of is me. And when we get former BCOs that come here and we get them in an interview and we say no, no, B, no former BCO has ever survived. Oh, I'm gonna be the one. No, no, you're not, because they still are unwilling to take responsibility for the fact that they screwed up. Let me tell you about an event today that you don't know about yet. Okay, I get these often. I don't even tell you about all of them because they're, you know, they're, they're a dime a dozen. But guy called me today. Called me. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't answer the phone. I thought it was spam. Called and called and called and called, and I finally went, well, hell, maybe it's important. So I answered it. And it's an operator who's driving for a BCO. And he was down at Fort Worth, and one of the guys down there that knows me really well, uh, Chris Cleveland, um, mm -hmm. I guess he was listening to his guys, I guess the guy's saga, and he recommended that, Chris, that he call me. Now, I don't blame Chris for this because, I mean, I know Chris. I know he means well. But here's mm -hmm. Chris, you know what the end, how this is going to end up. But I listened oh, yeah. to this guy for uh, for about thirty minutes, okay. And I only and I, I only did it because I, at that point in time I'd called him back, and now what am I going to do? Okay, uh, right. I can't just go, you know, fuck you, hang up. You know, I guess I could have, but um, my grandchildren were standing around, so I couldn't really do it that <laughs> way. So, yeah. so I, I, you know, I, I I listened to the guy and I said, hey, okay, look, uh, understand this. Most people who call me from Lance are looking for a job. 
you know, they're, especially if you're working for another BCO, you want me to throw you the keys, give you a better deal than he gave you, probably pay you instead of screwing you, you know, uh, probably keep the truck fixed instead of not letting it get. I understand why you're not happy where you are. I, I get it for sure. But we don't do that here. We don't have a job. You're not going to like coming here and working for us. We're horrible people to work for. But if you want to come here and learn how to yeah. do this and do it the right way, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So he goes, then he starts to say, well, let me tell you something a little bit about me. I said, okay, well, go right ahead. Well, I've been driving for 30 years. Oh, shit. I've had a fleet. I've had multiple uh, owner-operator situations. And, and, and I've been driving for this guy, and I, I just need somebody to teach me how to do it right, you know. I've got, I'm, I'm like, dude, you, did you listen to what I said? I said, you're exactly the person who will not work out here because you already know everything. Mm-hmm. You just can't figure out why you haven't been able to put it together, <clears throat> okay? Because you think it's about the rates. You think it's about the truck. You think it's about the deal that you did. You're thinking about the fleet that you got into prematurely, not prepared. All these things, you know, and, 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 and he used every excuse in the book, the rates, the fuel, the pandemic. I said, dude, businesses survived all of those. Mm-hmm. Everybody didn't fail. Only the ones who were not properly prepared failed. So mm-hmm. the problem is not everybody else's. The problem is you. Do you understand? I said, that's what we do. We can teach you how not to do that. But in my experience... 30 years of doing it the wrong way is hard for you to turn around and listen to somebody to tell you to do it the right way because you won't like what it is because you're looking for the magic bullet, the, the, the secret decoder ring. You know, everybody comes here, looks for that. Where's that magic freight you guys got that makes you successful? Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, it's the freight you hauled last week. It's just we teach you how to haul it without fucking your time up all the, all the time and wasting time being a dick. And, you know, and and so at that point in time, he just kept trying to sell me and sell me and sell me. I'm like, dude, go to the website, okay? Do the homework. If you read all this stuff and watch four or five episodes of the podcast and still want to talk, send me a form and we'll get you on a Zoom video. He, I couldn't get the guy to hang up. I thought he had to hang up on him, you know, because he just <laughs> kept wanting to sell me his, you know, I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm like, no, no, you're, I, no, I, you're I can, not. I can tell you right now you're not the one, okay? Change my mind. Not. Change my mind. I will. I will allow you the opportunity to change my mind. But I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, I'm. You know. I'm pretty good. Pretty good judge people. So, but uh, so going back to uh, Mr. What's his name here, guy. I mean, I have no problem with you wanting to come to Landstar. I have no problem with you wanting to have a fleet. I have a huge problem with you doing it with Lone Mountain. Not that that's them, but that process. Because that's mm-hmm. either going to be a predatory lease or a predatory financing situation. <laughs> and you're going to be going into debt buying trucks that you can't afford. Uh, with, with no idea how you're going to keep drivers in them. Um, I, I, listen, if I were you, okay, listen to me now. I'm 47 years in business. If I were you, I would get on my computer right now and I would go to www.blueribbonlogistics.com slash events slash reset 2023. And I would sign mm-hmm. up and I would be at that event on August 19th and 20th and let us explain to you why that's a horrible idea and how there is a better way. I promise you, you will thank me and want to kiss me when we're all done. I'll let you thank me, but the kissing me, your part you can't do. So, By the way, do we, do we want to give everybody that's watching tonight a, a discount code? Uh, I don't know. Should we? You guys, I think we, I we, think we, we had We had three or four years at the other night, so... All right, here's what we're going to do. So, Chris, put up the banner. Well, we don't have a discount yet. 
Um, right. I'll have to. Let's I'll just have to use. Let's just use the same one. It doesn't matter. Let's just use the same one. Doesn't matter. Okay. So, um, if, if you if, first of all, yeah, put up. The, no, put up. no. I want a different. I want a different one because it tracks it in our in our commerce system. So okay. we need a all different right. word. We need a different um, word. Uh, let's. It's going to be. Um, it's going to be transform. Transform it is. Okay, let me get that. I'm going to go into the website right now. I'm going to create While that. he's doing that, guys, uh, if you're new to this, we do a live event each year, and we do it in Hurricane, West Virginia. At a, we have a beautiful hotel there that's, that cuts us a great deal. We have a great facility where we have it. Uh, it's two days of intense um, lecturing and networking and, and, and uh, learning from me with nearly 50 years of business experience, Chris with 25 years of owning and driving experience, um, other people that are going to participate and give their um, uh, expertise, uh, knowledge to you. And, it, it, and in, in two days, we're going to show you how that to not have to be on Facebook and TikTok and YouTube worrying about the rates and worrying about the price of fuel and worrying about this and worrying about that because we're going to teach you how to, how to create a business model that will survive in any environment. I've been doing this since 2009 uh, in, in trucking. I've been doing it since 1977 in other businesses. Uh, believe me when I tell you this, I've gone through all the ups and downs and pandemics and, and, and great depressions and everything that you can go through, and I've always gotten through them un relatively unscathed uh, because – Business is easy if you take out the emotion. Business is easy if you don't try to make excuses for why yours has to be special. Because it doesn't. I don't give a shit what you do. You can clean the windows on the Eiffel Tower. It's still a business. Okay? You can shoe shine in the, in the bus stop. Still a business. Those businesses are identical when you take away all of the frill and all the stuff that doesn't matter. And that's what we're going to teach you so that you can model your business to stay in business. And for guys that aren't in business yet, we're going to save you a whole lot of heartache and probably a couple of marriages and certainly a few bankruptcies. If you'll start out that way instead of having to wait and learn the hard way like Chris did uh, after all that stuff happened to him. Uh, if you don't understand that, go back. We have 167 or 69 uh, episodes of YouTube. Uh, they, they track all of this stuff, uh, Chris's uh, journey through, you know, bankruptcy or almost. And I came on in 49 and how we got this program just completely by accident together. Um, and I think you'll see that we have a proof of kind. This is not just somebody. Listen, I've been watching a little bit of TikTok up here because I can't make the TV work. Only because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not technically advanced to make it. I can't even get it to turn, come on. So I've been watching a lot, watching a lot of tape. I can't believe all the people, all the incredibly bad advice that I see people give on TikTok under the guise of, uh, you know, become a freight broker, you know, become a, you know, make money in truck. All the stuff that I see and I just, I just go, wow. You know, I, I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's freedom of information, but my God, you know. I, uh, I've got one that'll make your blood boil. Um. I've seen this going around, but we were Travis and I were talking about it last night. Be your own bank. Have you seen this one on TikTok? Be your uh, own bank. I maybe I think I, I don't you know, think I've you know, watched it, but I think you I've know seen how it. you know how you're going to be your own bank. 
Well, you're uh, going to invest in whole life life insurance. Oh, oh yeah, I'd really <laughs> like to see that one. Now, I do know a little bit about that. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's a good one right there. Yeah. That you know, um, all these get rich quick schemes. You know, um, listen there. I, I I say this all the time. Look, if you got somebody telling you that there's a way to do it and get quick, every time that somebody gets something for nothing somebody else is getting nothing for something mm -hmm. let me say that again every time that you're getting what you think is something for nothing someone else is getting nothing for something understand that okay there is no get rich quick scheme there are no tax loopholes you know you see these guys that say oh i made all this money i didn't pay billion taxes well that's bullshit okay um if you make money you're gonna make you're gonna pay taxes all right uh, all these schemes and everything to track, you know, that's what con men are. That's exactly what a confidence scheme is, is to convince you that that what they're talking about, they know what they're doing and you trust them and you go do the shit that they tell you to do. Guess who makes money and guess who doesn't, you know? So listen, I've lived this since 1977. I've done it in trucking successfully since 2009. I bought my truck in 2009, right when fuel went $5 a gallon and the economy went to hell and the housing market, you know, that's when I bought my first truck. And most people would have went, oh, shit, you know. And I kind of said, well, oops, oops, you know. The day I signed my, my contract, the, the, uh, the cents per mile went from 95 to 92. The day I signed it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, you know, it, I started out. And, I mean, for me to survive, uh, I had to be a pretty damn good businessman to even make that work. Um, and, uh, but I, it, listen, it was, I made a million and a half dollars. I made, made a million dollars in four and a half years in the bank. Okay, in the bank, and in uh, in the in that time period. Since then, with fourteen, we had a low issue. Obviously, we had the problem with the pandemic and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't matter, guys. We're profitable right now. We're growing. We have more trucks on the road right now than we've ever had. And everybody's mm -hmm. on Facebook right now complaining about how how can we stay? That everything I look at, the trucking business has gone to hell in handbags. Will the trucking business ever come back? Even the even the you know, the, the freight waves and all the other, you know, the, 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 the journal, the journal journalists, you know, uh, are we going to, is trucking going to survive? Well, mm -hmm. yeah, some of us will, a bunch of you won't, you know, but, um, it, it's, it, 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 there's, it's not guaranteed for you to survive. That's what makes this work. Okay. Somebody listen, somebody will figure out how to get to the Titanic. Okay. You think they're going to give up because those five people down there, Hell no. That will inspire more people to do it than it will run off from doing it because mm -hmm. it's human instinct. It's human nature to do things that you, people say you cannot do. Uh, listen, there's going to be people that get on a spaceship and fly to Mars and, and disintegrate. You know? Um, oh, yeah. That's 100% going to happen. So, you know, it's it, it, people will do it. People won't. People that want are going to get mad at people that do because you're hauling cheap freight, okay? If you all would still would just sit on the side of the road and not haul that, the rate would go up. No, it wouldn't. No, no it wouldn't. You know, that's a that's a, that's a basic misunderstanding of economics, okay? You know, um, truck drivers, listen, they're they're good guys for the most part, but they have an overinflated ego. They they think they know more than they do because they got way too much time, you know, uh, to listen to bullshit. Um, when you could actually spend that time educating yourself, if you would, you know, listen to people who actually know what they're talking about, so the people who say they do, 
uh, and make it very entertaining. But anyway, here's the, uh, here's the code. It's good till 12 o'clock tonight, Eastern time at 1201. It goes away. So a hundred dollars off. If you register for the, um, Chris, you don't have the, um, you don't have the name of the event up there. The, uh, reset your mindset, 2023. You've got it. It's just at the top of the page. You just need to pull it down. Oh, you're talking about on TikTok. It's up there yeah. where they can see it. Yeah. Okay. So um, go to blueribbonlogistics.com slash uh, events. Events. Yeah. Slash we'll reset there. 2023. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can register. You can pay online and save yourself 100 bucks if you do it before midnight tonight. And uh, 12.01 a.m. It goes away. So, and uh, listen, I promise you by noon the first day, you'll have made your money back and more. And just what we can tell you to save you the trouble that you're, that you're probably going to go through. If you haven't already gone through it, you're certainly going to go through it. And look, it's all about staying in business. I mean, we can, we can literally show you how not to let 2023 put you out of business if you'll listen. If you'll listen. So there was a couple of questions somebody asked. I kind of forgot what they were. Uh, the, uh, TikTok the, uh, or YouTube? The journey. The journey. This is not a Jefferson's Ocean, uh, Purple, Purple Haze. This is Jefferson's Reserve. It's a small batch, uh, very small batch, and it, it was not put on the ship. So mm. um, that's what's here tonight. There's other questions too, Chris. Uh, scroll back on TikTok. No, it was on. Mm. It was on YouTube. It was on YouTube. Uh, there was a around uh. that area right there. Uh, um. Voyage number right there. What are your perspective on the unions? Well, uh, let's just say that I'm anti-union, strongly anti-union. Um, I got nothing against the people who are in unions. I think they're being taken advantage of. I think that they are, um, unfortunately, they are. They need somebody else to uh, look after them, um, and uh, they pay a huge price for that. Um, so I, I'm I'm against them. I, there's no room for there's no place for them in in, in current uh, the current market. Uh, may, there may have been back in the industrial revolution or something, or when they had uh, slave labor and all that sort of stuff. But we don't need them now. And uh, they make everything cost. You know, everything the unions make costs more. Okay, and it's, it's built shittier. You know, <laughs> I will not buy a car made in Detroit because it's a piece of shit. Okay. Uh, the worst car, the last car I bought made by a union was a Cadillac. What's the little SRX worst, worst fucking car I've ever owned in all of my life. Okay. Absolutely. Worst service, worst communication, worst people. I I used to work for General Motors. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fuck them. Okay. And their (laughs) unions. All right. And, uh, I'll, I, I, this kid will never own one. Okay. I, I listen. I'll buy a car made in the South by non-union laborers made in America, but I'm not going to buy a Detroit car. And if that pisses y'all off, I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. So, you hang around well, here very much, you'll find out that we don't really keep our opinions to ourselves very much. We share them heartily, <clears throat> and uh, but we're always willing to discuss them mm-hmm. to extent. Would you guys allow? Recommend? I just lost it. Uh, would you well, guys, I'm going to hit this one. What, what do you do when nothing is working? What do you do when it feels like everything and everyone is against you? Um, 
Well, I'm going to tell you where, where you've got to start when nothing's working is with our friend, the BSE 9000. Okay. Because you've got to know what's not working and why it's not working. Are, is your fuel cost too high? Are your, um, are your fixed costs too high? Um, you've got to be able to identify where the problem is. Now, we have very extensive tracking of everything that we do. Everything. Trailer numbers, phone numbers, revenue, expenses. Everything is tracked down to the penny. Everything is verified um, on, uh, you know, on Wednesday when we get the settlement. But you have to start with the numbers, all right? If Because if it feels like nothing's working, it may not be that you're a completely lost cause. Now, if you got a six thousand dollar my truck payment, I found your problem. You know, but um, there's a there's a solution to that. Yeah, get rid of the truck. There's a solution to everything, but it, it's 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 going to be hard decisions. Let me address uh, what everybody is against you thing. Listen, there's no there's no people who deal with that more than Chris and I. Okay, why do you think that the, we didn't make up the word lunatics? Okay, mm -hmm. that was handed to us, not in a positive way. Right. It was. A, uh, listen, I am the. Insult. I am the. I am the slum lord of Landstar. I'm the. I'm the. I'm the. I'm the laundromat king, which I never even owned a laundromat, and he's the bankrupt truck driver. Mm -hmm. You can't let that affect you. Matter of fact, you have to let that motivate you. You know, if you the 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 most peaceful time in your life will be when you learn to tell other people that you don't give a fuck what they think. Okay. Everything will start to make sense to you at that point in time when you quit mm -hmm. worrying about what other people think. Um, I, I, you know, everybody, the, look at the people who are making fun of you or, or whatever they're doing to you and against you, and look at what, what, what are they doing and how is that working? Now, don't be, don't be misled by the facade, okay, uh, my term of making it happen out there. Um, find out what, what's really going on there, and is that really what you want? You know, I always tell people, why would you listen to people? Why do you take people's advice from people that aren't doing any better than you are? Know less about than you are, you know? Right. Uh, that, I, that wouldn't stop me in, in, in the least. So what, uh, if, if nothing's working, education can fix that part. Knowledge can mm -hmm. fix that part. Uh, being willing to listen and make necessary changes that, that make sense to you can fix that part. The part about everybody else. Listen, I wouldn't worry about that for a minute because the last thing they want you to do is make them look bad. That's the last thing mm -hmm. they want you to do. And, um, you know, well, you also have to understand that, that it's been a part of the, of the social construct over the last 20 years ago to tell people, well, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You need to, you, you there are people, you need to cede all of your authority and freedom to those people over there because, well, they're the experts and then they they know what they're doing. And what that does is it opens the doors for these scammers and shysters to roll through TikTok and make a very nicely produced video and and motivating and oh I tell you what you need to do this is this is what you need to do this will fix all your problems and no it won't it won't fix your problems um, you you've got to understand that you are um, more than likely you are you are qualified and capable but you may not have the right perspective. And you might need to educate yourself on how to do some things. Um, I'm I'm pretty handy, right? I, there's there's not much I can't figure out. 
but most of the, the reason I don't necessarily feel like I was born that way. I just am curious enough to go figure out how to do it. Well, I'll fight. Do you know how to do X? No, but let me get on Google. Give me a minute and see if I can figure it out. Um, you, you know, so, uh, look, look, here, here's the thing. We, we sometimes, because we're human, will not intentionally, but just human nature will prejudge people that come in this program. Okay. Mm -hmm. Based on what they've done in the past, uh, based on their experience, based on some personality traits that we detect during the conversations that we have. But listen, there's lots of times that we are really, really, really wrong both ways, by the way, both ways. Um, because, you know, we have, we have tried to, we've thought about, well, what can we do to better screen people, you know, to, for their, to, to, for them to be successful in business or in this program. And we've, we've really never come up with a way to do it. And the reason why is this simple thing. Okay. We have, with all of the technology that we have, with all the AI that we now have, with all everything that we know, we still have no metrics to measure a guy's heart and how much he's willing to, 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 to give of that heart to accomplish something. Yep. And there are people that have all the brains and all the skills and all the ability and all the hands-on and no heart. And there are people that have none of that and have the heart. Guess who's successful and guess who's not. So um, it, it's all about what you want to do and what, and what, and what you're willing to pay. And I don't mean in money uh, because failure is, 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 is can cost. Success can cost too. Um, both of them cost. You got to choose which one you'd rather spend your time effort on, um, because both of them are going to have a cost on you personally and, and physically and, and maybe even financially, certainly financially in business. Um, I was watching a Gary V Gary Vaynerchuk video the other day and somebody was asking him about hiring wanted advice on hiring people. He said, what you have to learn how to do is fire quickly. Um, and what he was that, saying, we got that part down. <laughs> what he was saying is you, you, you can, and when you run a business, you, you can invest a lot in hiring people by <clears throat> a lot. We invested a lot last year and got nothing for it. Right. <clears throat> and so your ego can, can come in there and say, well, I spent a lot of time and money getting this person on um, and then your ego says, well, you know, if I let them go, it, it's a failure on me. Um, but it's, you know, it's not quite that simple because there are, I know there are people in our program right now that if we would have fired them, it would have been a mistake. Right. right? But like he said, we're going to measure based on your attitude and behavior. Um, if you're willing to do what it takes. And if they, and I can see that, okay, well, you know, he's, he, listen, he's made a couple of really stupid decisions, but he's done these, these things over here really good. But when your stupid decisions out outweigh your bad decision or your good decisions, um, and, and then we give you as many opportunities as we can give you, um, then I'm going to say, listen, it's, it's time for you to go and you move on and go do your own thing. And, um, but you know, you're the, not going to do it here. 
Yeah. Well, the, the here's the number one thing, guys, that we that 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 decide whether you stay or or, or not, or even are accepted here, is your ability to be held accountable. That mm-hmm. sounds so easy and so, um, you know, just automatic. Well, how could that? I mean, everybody's that. No, they're not. Most people, most people do not like to be held accountable because it's always easier to have someone else to blame. When the blame falls squarely on you. We've actually had guys who said that. Chris, every time you call me, you make it look like this is always my fault. Some bitch it is. That's why. Because it is your fault. It is your fault, you know. Um if you're willing to, to, to lose the ego, um, be held accountable. We don't do it in a mean way. We do it in a way that's constructive to, to make you understand you keep doing that. You're never going to accomplish your goals. You know, well, I'm not trying to do it in a mean way. Well, everybody has their tool, you know, that's <clears throat> the tool in your toolbox. You know, Chris has a big hammer in his toolbox. Okay. Because that he thinks everything he gets pulls that out for is a nail. All right. So, you know, well, I've I got- told I told someone recently that here's the difference between Larry and I, okay? Is before I call you to ask you what you've just done, I'm going to spend about 15 minutes studying your logs and studying your tracking and so I have the answers to the questions before I ask them. So it's kind of like I polish my boot before I stick it up your ass. Larry no lube, just boom, there it is. No, you know, he's no, not going to he's not going to spend a lot of time. It's not going to be research. He's not going to have the answer to the question. He's just going to ask you the question. You better have an answer. <laughs> well, you know, we we have our techniques and they both work and they work in different situations. Uh, I want to talk about Willie Nelson here for a second, okay? Because Willie's a regular listener. Uh, I'm not going to say a lot about him because he may not want that, but he's not in trucking yet. I think he has designs on that. His question was, would you guys allow me or recommend someone like me to attend the event since I don't even own a truck yet? And my answer to that is, if, if you have, if your intention or you have, you think that you want to do this, by all means, why, why would you not want to uh, gain all the information and call it research, call it pre-market research and, uh, and find out everything you can find out about this before you uh, make that step? I know in your case, it's going to involve of uh, some retirement savings and stuff like that. So by all means, the number one, you're, you're certainly allowed and uh, recommended. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's not a huge investment. It's the weekend of your time. Um, we know you well enough that we'd love to spend the weekend with you and, uh, and hang out and, and meet you in person, but by all means, absolutely. Let me give, let me give you a live example. There's a comment on TikTok, Joshua Mahon, y'all crazy. This is basically them wanting you to drive for them under the pretense of teaching it. Okay. I can 100% tell you that I don't want you working for me ever, ever. Or any, or anybody that has your attitude. Don't, don't, don't call. Mm. Don't go to the website. Don't, don't go to the event. Don't get a hundred dollars off. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. I don't want you because of your attitude. Your attitude sucks. So it doesn't matter. You could be the greatest truck driver that ever lived. And I don't want you here. So the idea, well, they just want you to drive away. No, we mm-hmm. have a very specific, now I'm not talking to this guy, I'm talking to everybody else right now. We have a very specific mission here. I have na- absolutely no desire to have trucks and trailers and just go haul freight and just drag whatever person with a heartbeat and a CDL off of you. Just go haul the freight, go haul the freight, go haul the freight. I have absolutely no desire to do that. Number one, because I'd end up in jail. Um, cause I, you know, I, there'd be violence against some truck driver, right? 
we do this. We put the hours and hours and hours and hours into this that we do so that people can go experience the amazing uh, opportunity of being an owner operator without failure. Right. So that's, that's why we do what we do. Y'all want to know, y'all want to know something interesting. Mm-hmm. This, this is a perfect chance. Here's a learning moment. Okay. Here's a teaching moment. The reason that the opportunity in trucking is what it is, is because of that guy right there. Okay. We, we tell people we do not want to hire. You don't come here for a job. We do not hire truck drivers. You do not want to work here. We're horrible people to work for if you're a truck driver. Because Chris and I both have said, if we were doing this to haul freight and give drivers a job, I can tell you one thing who wouldn't be here, okay? Yeah. Uh, I'd be with my grandchildren all day long, every day. Screw y'all, okay? <laughs> but that's not what we're here for. You know, we're not I just want to for- be. I just want to be perfectly clear, okay? Larry doesn't need this, but I do, okay? So... You know, we just we just be real clear, okay? Well, there's got to be a blue ribbon, or I'm in trouble. He's okay. He'll be okay. Well, we, we can shut this down. He'll be all right. I'm screwed. Well, we, we right? Can fix, so we can fix it. So you're not. But I <laughs> I am have no. And when you want it, you're not going to hire truck drivers and haul freight. Fuck. Oh hell no. Do that. God so, almighty. No. Um, no. 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 But that's you know, John. Who this guy is? That that's exactly who we don't want. You know. You don't have to worry about us letting you come here and work for us for pennies while, you know, that, that, that's, we pay people to come here and learn. We pay people 75, 80, 90, $100,000 a year, depending on the market, to come and learn. And, we, and, and it costs nothing to be in the program if you complete it, okay? Nothing. And, and, and uh, listen, we've got, we've got guys, we've got to get a guy right now is getting ready to spin off and become a BCO. He's leaving the program. He'll never leave. He'll never leave the family. He never. Right. He, we have no financial interest in him, in him anymore after September 16th. None. But yet, he'll, I'll never not take his call. Well, he'll he'll always be in our groups, and he'll always that that's a lifelong commitment that we make to people who come in this program is that we're here, we're here to help you. Now. I don't give a shit about helping truck drivers, okay? I think most truck drivers suck out the ass. But, but that's good because that allows us to be able to go into a marketplace and give premium service to people who really appreciate it when they're the ones that are first and the truck driver is not. And that's why we can continue to make money in a market when everybody else is screaming and shouting because they can't make any money. So thank you for so bringing that, that up. Yeah. You, you really, really gave us a chance to make that point, and uh, we appreciate that. All right, so I'm going to hit this one from uh, Steve LaPlante. Does Landstar apps for diesel efficient enough to do that kind of process every day? I'm, I'm assuming yes. So the Landstar One app has live data in it and will tell you exactly what the wholesale cost of diesel is, what the, um, what the fuel tax is and everything. And then you can decide um, um, how you – get there right but you can look ahead and look at the different needs okay well i'm here today and it's uh you know it's 279 uh but down the road it's 240 well i want to go buy it there so i'm just going to get enough here to get me there um so that's absolutely what um what the app does um it's and it's the best thing that landstar's ever given us the landstar one app is just um now I'm I'm forced to make make this waiver again. I'll have to do this every night. Okay, we we are not 
We don't do not speak for Landstar. We're not employees of Landstar. We don't, you know, the Landstar doesn't even really approve of what we do. Or, or, well, they don't disapprove it, but they don't endorse it. Um, we choose to be at Landstar because that's what works for us. Whether you come to Landstar or not matters to me none. None. Okay? I'm not recruiting you to Landstar. I, for most people, I don't think they should come to Landstar because most people are not mature enough to be here. Somebody just made a comment about Landstar being, and I don't really understand this, an equitable contract by the most part. Well, that's, yeah, but, that's a what, lot but, that, but that's what we've always said. You, it, it, you come in, everybody's the same, right? You you right, come in, right. and now and he says but there's a lot of good old boy going. Yeah, that's well, that's the part I was going to talk about. The, yeah, the, the, if you mean good old boy in that, you can come here and you can make relationships with people that they will give you stuff that they don't give to everybody else. Fine. I don't call yeah. that good old boy. I call that building relationships. That's yes. how businesses stay in business. Networking. When I go to my favorite restaurant and I go in the door and they recognize me and a certain waitress wants to wait on me because I give her an extremely nice tip ever come in. Is that good old boy or is that just good business right. on their part? You know, so let's 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 just make it understand what, under what we're talking about here. If you come to Landstar and you provide premium service and you have people who they want you to haul their freight, yes, they are going to give you first shot at that freight and not somebody else. That's not good old boy network, okay? That's somebody coming in here and saying, hey, I'm going to be better than everybody else. Give me, let me have a chance to earn your business. So let's just, let's just make that clear, okay? Now, whether you come to Landstar, right. I, I could care less. Like I say, uh, Matter, matter of fact, I mean, if you come to Landstar, you're, we're going to compete for the same freight. So it's not we're, there is no good old boy network here because we there is no good old boy. If I can take your freight tomorrow, I'm going to take it, good old boy, um, and I'm going to well, pat you on the back my, of the head. <laughs> as the guy that books fifty or sixty loads a week, my favorite sentence in the English language is, "Hey, I wanted to call you before I posted this." <clears throat> you know, hey, hey, uh, uh, hey, man, you got any trucks in the area? Right. Um, that to me tells me that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing because if they're in a pinch, they're going to call. Now we've only got 11 trucks. So, you know, some, there's a lot of times that I have to say, no, sorry, man, we're already booked up in the next week because they're in a, they're in a situation today and they need coverage on a load and they'll call me and be like, Hey, do you have anybody today? And I'm like, no, no usually not, you know, but I'll always look, you know, especially if it's one of the agents that I know and I know it's them calling when I see their phone number, and, hey, do you have somebody today? And I'm like, yeah. And I either do or I don't. But um, the times, what you got to remember, and the best example of this I can think of was probably in 21, um, I had an agent call me, and she was like, hey, do you have a truck in Pennsylvania? And I said, no, I've got one in northern Virginia. And she's like, well, I'm in a really, really tight spot. I've got a load that has to move today. Okay? And it was a shitty load. It didn't pay well. It didn't, it didn't even meet our minimum standards. I deadheaded a truck 300 miles to pick up her shitty load to help her out. I promise you that in the time since that happened, I've made whatever money we lost in that moment, I've made that back 10 times over because of the number of times that she has called me since. Hey, I wanted to, I wanted to call you before I posted this, right? That was at a time when market rates, spot market rates were four, five, and six dollars a mile. 
And I deadheaded a truck 300 miles and have to do it to take a shitty load that did not pay our minimums. Didn't it, it, but I knew her, I knew the other freight that she had. And I knew, Hey, if I do her this favor today, it's going to come back tenfold. And it certainly has. But if I would have stomped my feet and crossed my arms and, you know, well, you've got to pay, you've got to double the rate. It's a contract. You can't double the rate. She has no control over that. She has one objective. I have a load sitting here today and it's got to move or my customer's going to be in trouble or I'm going to be in trouble. I helped her move it. You know, that's what we're talking about is those kinds of things, because we did not forget about agents with direct freight when the market was way, way, way up here. We took care of them all the time. You know, uh, obviously we took care of our interests and, and what we had to do. Um, but you know, we, we don't ever, um, just throw them away. Now, uh, Nick on TikTok asks, do I have to buy a truck and lease onto you or be a driver to join your program? You, If you're going to be in our program, you're going to be a company driver on a W-2 working for us for driving 18 one, months. Driving our truck. Driving our truck. Um, and, then, and then we will advise you and help you find the truck to buy. And then you can go directly to around us and become a BCO yourself. We're no longer in your income stream, but we're still in your support network. That's how this works. Um, in 18 months, if you're not ready to go buy that truck, you can stay. We don't kick mm -hmm. you out. You have to stay doing the program. You know, you can't go become a dud, uh, but you can stay until it's... Look, y'all heard us talk about Seth. Seth is the guy who's going to become a BCO in two weeks. He's been here three years, you mm -hmm. know? Um, he he could have left a long time ago, but he wanted to stay here and learn and learn and learn and learn and learn and learn because he wants to be a fleet owner, you know? Um, so, um, yeah, that's how this works, you know, is, uh, and, 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 and you drive our truck for a reason because we want to make this risk free for you. Okay. We ask you to drive our truck as if it's yours, but you're not responsible financially for it. You know, if it blows a tire, I have to pay for that. Now, if it's cause you hit a curb, I'm going to kick your ass real good, <laughs> but I'm still going to pay for the tire. Okay. But, uh, you know, you don't, you don't, you're not taking on that responsibility. You're, you're here to learn. You're here to learn the things to do and not to do. Get the experience. We call it wax on, wax off. You get 18 months of practice driving my truck like it's yours. You see all the numbers. We share everything. Okay. And then you're ready to go when you've got money to go pay cash for a truck. So you're not in debt to a truck and can't go home for Christmas because you can't afford to take off the road for two weeks. And mm -hmm. come back out. Uh, Do you see that post? Uh, uh, something about? Oh, you, you sent it to me. The guy who left Landstar because he went to some place to pay ninety percent of mm -hmm. the gross, but yet he had to pay four hundred fifty bucks a week for a trailer and three hundred fifty bucks a week for cargo insurance. And it en ended up he he, he, when he when he came back out from being home for a week, he was two or three grand in a hole. You know, and mm -hmm. now he's coming back to Landstar. So anyway, um, but no, that's that's how this works. Is we want you to get the practice of being an owner operator. We treat you like one. Uh, you're, 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 you're required to act like one. And, uh, and then you gain the, now some people come here thinking that being an owner operator is what they want to do. This is where I get back to the dude that says, we just want people to come here and work for us like slaves for pennies. No, because there's some people who come here and they look at this and they go, you know what? It's not you. 
I didn't realize how much work there is to being in business. I don't really think that's what I want to do. I want to go be a, a, a just, I just don't want to, I want to throw the keys at somebody at five o'clock and go home. That's fine. That doesn't mean you're a failure. That just means you're not a good candidate to be in business for yourself. Isn't it better that they find out here yes. rather than leasing a truck and having to get out of a quote, walk away lease that you can't walk away from? You'll never yeah. see us on Facebook or any of these things begging, begging for, for drivers. Never. We will let you know on this podcast if we have a seat available. That's it. Okay. We, we do not recruit, tr recruit truck drivers. You know, uh, Landstar sends me one every day and I tell every one of them the same thing. No, thanks. No, thanks. No, thanks. I would much Good rather luck. someone, I would much rather someone come here and, and come to that realization that number one, being in business is hard. It's the hardest thing you ever do. It's the most rewarding thing you ever do, but it's hard as hell. Oh, well, now I know what it takes to be successful in business, and I don't want to do that. I would rather be a company driver. Okay, well, then go be a company driver. That's that's what you should do. Um, you should go be the best company driver, and you should still make yourself as valuable as you can so that you get top dollar as a company driver. But business is 24-7, 365. You don't really get days off. You know, and then you get the phone call at three o'clock in the afternoon that you've now got to drive 600 miles to go pick up a truck. You know, I, I couldn't do it today. I couldn't do it tomorrow. I couldn't do it Sunday. I had to do it yesterday. And so I got, I drug my ass in the door at two o'clock, which is this hilarious. You'll love this. I walk in the door and my eight year old is sitting on the couch and it's 2 a.m. Right. And I go, I'm going to bed. He goes, I would expect nothing less from you. <laughs> Because I'm always the first one in the house that goes to bed. Uh, but here's but here's the other side of that coin, okay? If Chris needs to take off and go to a concert with her or go spend a week up in the mountains at a retreat with her, guess what he gets to do? Guess what he has the freedom to do because of the things that he does when it has to be done? See, you, you always get what you give. You always give what you get. That's how it works. Chris, you mm -hmm. need to answer a question here for Leon. Uh, it's on uh, YouTube, <sighs> and it um, starts out, yes, but I don't know how. Um, still company driver. Not with Lane. Uh, well, uh, I need I'm not more. sure what the question is, but we're happy, Steve, to or Leon, to, uh, to answer whatever you've got. Oh, um, he, was, he was answering someone's question about Lane Star 1. They, okay. they, were having okay. a, they were having a little side conversation okay. there. Okay, okay, okay. Um, oh, uh, this is so good. Spilly Bill. I tried explaining to my buddy today all the things he needs to do in order to make money as an owner-operator. His reply was, what's the point of being an owner-operator if you can't do whatever you want? <laughs> well, you can do whatever you want eventually. Yeah. You eventually. just can't do it yeah. on day one. That's what people right. don't understand. You can drive an 84-inch sleeper, a 180-inch you know what you can, all of that is possible. There's no limit to what you can do being in business for yourself. There is a huge limit what you can do if you work for somebody else. So you've got the right idea. You just have to pay your dues. You just have to get to the point where you can afford to do that. Okay. And what we do here is, is show you how to do this risk free and mitigate the risk while you're learning and accumulating cash and saving money and preparing yourself for the long haul so that eventually you can do that. Look, there's days, I, I mean, look, I, 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 y'all heard me say I love making money sleep, 
Okay, it's a beautiful thing. But I didn't do that day one. You know, I mean, I yeah, you know, I right. didn't do that till day several hundred. Uh, but you've got to understand that it's something you build up to. You can't walk in the first day and be the CEO. You got to start out with a broom in your hand, and then you'll get there if you work hard enough. So there's nothing wrong with, with, with wanting to do whatever you want, but you have to have the discipline to understand that your business dictates what you do for a while. And if your business dictates that you jump in your car and drive 600 miles to rescue a truck, guess what? There was, you know, you know what happened? This, this decision was made in about 30 seconds. There was, never, there was never a decision, should we do it? Do I need to do it? Larry, do I have to go do this? Chris, you, you, you need to go. Do, that never came up. We discussed what was going on, and, and, and collectively, we said, well, we got to get the truck. Here's what we got to do. And it, it's, that's all there is to it. It's, it's over and done with, okay? So, but that's, that's just maturity. That's just understanding that there's a price for success, and there's a price for failure. They both cost you. One of them provides a whole lot more return, though, than the other. Believe me when I tell you this. So, Well, and listen, when I was an owner-operator, I was a BCO, <coughs> I always thought about, well, man, if I just, if I had other trucks, right. Cause you can do the math, right. Well, if I've got one truck and it's making X, you know, then two trucks is X times two. Right. So I, I get, I get how people are lured into, um, the idea that, of, of, of owning a fleet. And when I came here to land to Larry, I, neither one of us saw what we're doing today. Like that was not it, but it, it, it just, it just naturally happened. But there came a point where the horizon looking off in the horizon, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to get to a spot where I don't have to drive anymore. Right. And up until August 21st of 21 or whatever the date was, my income was totally dependent on what I did behind the wheel. If I didn't drive, I didn't make money. Then we had to get to a point where my value as a fleet manager and my the value of my time doing that work was greater than the amount of money that I generated by operating a truck. And that was the, that was the boat being alongside the dock analogy. And I was able to step over. Well, for both of us, there are horizons coming that we can't see yet. As we grow, there will have to be someone comes behind me to begin to do the things that I'm doing now. And there's some next step. I don't even know what it looks like yet, but I'm thinking about it and I'm conceptualizing it. And, and b because I have to, if I just say, okay, well, Hey, go ahead, go ahead. I'm a fleet manager. I'll, I'll sit in this chair until I'm 72. And like, you have to think forward. And you have to think about what what are the um, uh, what what are the, what are the opportunities? What are the possibilities? What in how can I um, increase my value? Learn more things, experience more things, so that I can move to whatever that next step is when it comes. And I think a lot of drivers, myself included, you stare through that windshield and you see so many practical. things problem solving, you know, and there's there, all truck drivers do some manner of problem solving. We had one do it today. He shows up at a shipper and he needs an extra pickup number and the agent is nowhere to be found. 
won't answer the phone, won't answer text messages, won't answer emails. We're trying to get Landstar to get in touch with the agent. And the driver mm -hmm. communicates with the shipper and was able to get that truck loaded. That was 100% because of him. It wasn't because of me. I never got the number. Landstar never got the number. The agent sure as hell never got the number, which, by the way, he texted me about three hours later. Um, and I said, we got it worked out. I wanted to say, no thanks to you, prick. Okay. I, 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 this, guy's, this guy's pushing my button. I'm going to address one more thing, and then, I, Chris, I think we should block him. Okay. Uh, but this turd, uh, excuse me, this gentleman, um, <laughs> here's his quote. You guys are here to help, right? So you're paying W-2 with no health insurance, LOL, claiming it's to help. Well, Josh, actually, that is to help. Let me, let me yeah. enlighten you a little bit. Let me, if you'll take your dick out of your mouth long enough for to listen so you can hear, let me, let me explain to you this. We call we this the Larry Long special, by the we way. We pay W-2 because that's the correct moral legal thing to do because they are employee drivers of Blue Ribbon. All right? They're not independent contractors. They shouldn't be paid a 1099. If I paid them on a 1099, I'd be taking advantage of them because they would be paying 7.65% of my tax liability. So that's why we don't do that. Okay. That's the correct way. We don't do health insurance because we're here to teach people how to be in business. We, we change, we tra the transformation that I talked about from employee to employer includes providing for your own benefits. That's mm -hmm. part of learning how to be in business, Joshua. Let me say it so the back row can hear. All right? That's how you learn how to be in business. You have to quit sucking the tit of an employer and start doing it on your own. So, yes, both of those things are not negative except to dickheads. Okay? To everybody else in the world, you look at it and you go, oh, that makes sense. So that's my final answer, okay? Jesus. Uh -huh. Now let's go back to somebody normal. Uh, Larry G, uh, you can put this. We can put this one up. I got. We can explain this, Larry. Especially since the last couple of weeks we've been doing some research here. If oh, you yes. use the app to find the cheapest fuel, please Lane double check one. before you pump. I made that mistake today, and it cost me some money. Yes, understand something. We were under the impression, and it is true that the the what's called the rack price changes on fuel at midnight, but. Mm -hmm. It updates several times during the day. We don't know how often Landstar updates Landstar 1. We're trying to find that out. We're working with some people to see if we can get some information on that. And we may have an announcement with another um, uh, in, uh, um, sponsor based sponsor. on how this works out. Yeah. Um, but it is true. You need to re. Now, here's, here's, our, here's what we suggest you do. By all means, don't make your choice the day before you go to fuel. We recommend you make your choice after midnight, the morning before you get up, find your choice. But then, before you actually do it, Larry, just like you said, double check because it may have changed since the time you looked this morning. We're going to try to find out how often Landstar updates their app. And we know that the, uh, especially in volatile times, that the fuel can go up or down uh, more than just once a day. So that, that is absolutely correct, and uh, we have modified our strategy accordingly. Thank you for bringing it up. I appreciate it. Hope that well, and, and just, this, is just, this is just based on experience. This is just based on the things that we've seen. When it comes to Landstar 1, we are leery of the non 
like non Petros, non TAs, pilots, fly Js loves the speedways and the, and the circle K's and, and because, well, number one, that fuel has the potential to be in the ground a lot longer. Um, there's that. But we've also seen that the app will show this big discount, and then um, then there's nothing, right? And so I'm, I'm, distrust, I'm distrusting of the numbers that I see if it's not TA, Petro, Pilot, Flying J, and Lubs. So we just say, okay, we tell our guys, all right, just, just fuel at the, big, at the big name places. Stay away from the mom and pops. Um, you can get lured in there because of a big, you know, big discount, but what happens if we don't get the discount, you know, and of course you're not getting shower credits and, and, you know, I, so I just, um, I just, I, I'm leery of that. So that's why we, as a policy, just stick to the big names. Now, let, let me, let me, I just thought of this, Chris, we found mm -hmm. a discrepancy, I don't know, maybe six months ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it made me concerned. I thought, Ooh, maybe we're missing something here. So I tracked every purchase from every truck, every fuel up for every truck for, I think, 90 days, may 100, maybe 120, I'm not sure. And I compared what the uh, app, because I had the driver screenshot the app when they made the decision. And mm -hmm. I compared that to what the activity statement was when I, got the, when I got the charge on the card. And whatever time period it was, when it was all said and done, we were within a penny of each other. Right. So there were some that were up and down and off, but overall, some of them were up uh, more than we got more of the discount than we asked for. Or we thought we were going to get some were down, but with the, all the trucks that we had at the time and all the fill-ups we do and, you know, in whatever time period it was, I know it was like at least, at least 90 days uh, because I reported this to Greg Nelson because he was curious too. Mm -hmm. uh, Greg Nelson's a guy at Landstar. And I, the, my report to him was I was one penny difference than what and i don't know if it's up or down but it doesn't really matter yeah so keep in mind it goes up and goes down too you know so you might lose one time and pick up the other so we didn't really worry about it that much but in talking with the people we're talking to right now for sponsorship they've made us a lot more aware of these fuel things and um we kind of feel like there's probably going to be an announcement coming from landstar sooner or later that will update this app that we're talking about landstar one app to involve our potential sponsor but we can't go into all that yet so. yeah well, and let me, let me, I'll give y'all, I'll give y'all a peek behind the curtain. Okay. When you book a load at Landstar, we take what's called a fuel advance. And that's how we get the operating capital that we need <clears throat> to run the truck to haul that load. And it's 30% of the line haul plus the fuel surcharge. And we load that money onto the fuel card. The fuel card doesn't work like a credit card. Like you're used to at your company. You just go and swipe it and it works. You have to, you have to physically load the money onto the card. Then you pull up to the pumps and you get your fuel. Well, at the moment you get the fuel, it takes that retail price off. So say you've got $357 worth of fuel, okay? And it takes that off the card. But then the discount comes back, okay? But you don't know that until you get your card activity statement, which is separate from your settlement. So what we do is we have every truck in our fleet has an iPad and every truck has its own fuel gauges account. They're free. You can, you can go get one at letstruck.com. And we have the driver input the <clears throat> odometer, the location, and that discounted price at the time, right? right. 
Right. So then on Sundays, Larry will take that card activity statement. We've got one fuel gauges account for every truck. Larry takes the card activity statement and he puts that data into the official Let's Truck account for everything. Then I log into each truck's Let's Truck account and I make it match. So that way, if as the driver is going along, because they don't have that card activity statement at the time they're putting in. So if you're a BCO, I would highly encourage you to screenshot Landstar 1 at the time so that you have a time-stamped, dated proof of what the fuel was supposed to be at the time you got it. Then you take that, or you can enter it in fuel gauges like we do. Then when your card activity statement comes, which most BCOs probably don't even know what it is, then you can compare it. Well, if there is a big discrepancy, if there was a mistake, you can go, hey, Landstar, look, I took this screenshot at this time, and right the problem is most people are not doing accounting, not like a basic spreadsheet, right? And again, we track everything. We track trailer numbers. We track names. Who did we talk to when we booked this load? Who did the freight bill come from? What was the money? What were the miles? What were the deadhead miles? And so I've got our spreadsheet set up now to when I add a load, a uh, line to that board, I have a year to date that right now will tell me that our average per loaded mile for 2023 is $3.35, and we got 18.3% deadhead. And that changes every time I add a new load, right? But without that data, and this can roll back to DL on YouTube earlier, but what do you do when nothing's working? You go to the data because you got to find out what is working and what's not working. But you can't figure out those two things Without the, the data, yeah. you've got to have the data. And that's where the wax on wax off that this jackass on TikTok uh, we can't understand is we're teaching you those habits. Okay. I'm getting fuel. I'm writing this down. I'm making this note. Oh, come on, Chris. If you have to worry about what fuel costs, you're not making, you're not charging enough rent. <laughs> you don't need to worry about that shit. Drive the truck. Just right. drive faster. Drive. If you're not making no money, drive faster. Haul another load. <clears throat> Hey, I got, uh, well, I got, all right. so I got I'm, admonished on, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit this one from YouTube because it's a follow-up. Gary Walther, if you're doing, if doing your training process of a BCO is profitable, why can't you hire their internship? Number one, my health, your health insurance is not my problem. Okay. It's not my responsibility to provide you with health insurance, period. As an employer, forget the program, forget Landstar, forget everything else. My, my purpose in life is not to provide you health insurance. Okay. The reason we don't, number one, with our margins, with all of the people that we have, number one, we don't have the margins to provide health insurance as a benefit. But if you're going to become a BCO someday and you're going to become self-employed, you're going to provide your own health insurance. So you might as well figure it out now. But this, the, the, y'all, y'all need to pick up a damn history book or something and understand that this whole health insurance thing came from, the 1930s and 40s, when the government literally said you can't pay people more, so they came up with these benefit packages, and now y'all are addicted to them, and, yeah. and it's some kind of entitlement thing that you think you deserve. I don't owe you health insurance. If I was in the position to give, to say, okay, well, hey, uh, maybe I'll get a better driver if I get health insurance, but that's not the point. I'm not giving you health insurance. Mm. That's your spot responsibility. 
Chris, let me jump in here because I want this junk. Uh, Gary, what's his last name? Waller. Walter. So Gary, let, let me, let me, you, you're, you're, you're acting like this is a benefit that we should give them that we're not. Let me tell you about one that we do. Okay. Among the many, the biggest benefit we give them is an education and pay them to get it. Number one, keep understanding. That's why they're here. We don't hire truck drivers to come here and drive trucks as a job. Therefore, we don't have to worry about entitlements and all that kind of stuff. That's not why they're here. But let me, let me enlighten you. Okay. As a company driver, after the truck Trump Tax Reform Act of 2018, it's no longer eligible for you as a company driver to take the per diem deduction. Now, before that, right. that deduction was fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars a year. Okay. Now you can't do that as a company driver. However, as a business owner, I can. Now I can only deduct eighty percent of it, but because I don't need that money. I pass that through 100% to my drivers who want to participate. It's their option. Mm -hmm. 100%. Even though I'm only getting reimbursed for 80% of it. We don't talk about that. We don't advertise that as a benefit. We tell you about it when you come to orientation. Right. So, you know, uh, back off with your accusatory tone. Like you, you found some kind of loophole in our system or something. Okay. We teach you how to stand on your own here and not be dependent on somebody else to provide your health insurance for you. That's how people stay in business. That's how businesses stay in business during the time when fuel gets $6 a gallon. See, I'm going to piss you off again right now. I wish fuel would get to be $15 a gallon because a whole <laughs> bunch of you guys that need entitlements would get off the road and we could get this back to normal. Mm -hmm. You asked for it. You got it. I've been, I've been condemned by TikTok here. They said that, my things did not meet community standard. Probably was a dickhead, and that's well. No, there was probably comments that they're we've made somebody mad, and they've oh they've you, posted you a think nasty we, comment. You think we've made somebody mad? Oh, one hundred percent impossible. Not me. I'm a and, lovable and guy. So, and so and and so TikTok does us the favor, you know, because they're so concerned about us that they will filtered, they'll filter comments to protect the community experience. I wish now, they wouldn't because I'd love to see these comments. I they would too. make me laugh. I, I would too. So back to this data gathering, okay? Listen, let me, let me, let me tell you a secret here. Y'all want a secret, okay? The biggest reason that our, fuel, our cost per mile is what it is is because we gather the data. Let me say that again. The reason that our cost per mile is $1.58 is because we keep up with the data, Okay. And we analyze the data and we use the data to help us make decisions that lower our cost of operation. You want to give you a couple of them are that you all think are stupid. The OPS and not changing your oil mm -hmm. and wide base tires. Because the numbers right. support those decisions, among others. Correct. Without the data, all you have is an opinion. Oh, I don't like those wide base tires. If you blow one out, you can't live in. Okay. They're not even well, good in the snow. Yeah. And they don't save you any money and fuel. But all, every bit of that is absolutely false, and data can prove it, prove it. But when you don't have data, you have to use what? Bullshit. Or what you mm -hmm. heard at the counter. Or what somebody else told you. Why don't, well, you, just gather like, your, why don't you just get your own information like. and speak about what you know, not what somebody's told you? Look around. Yeah. The average IQ is 65. Average. 
So half the people out there are under 65. Are those the ones you're listening to? Now he <laughs> asked how you want to, how to do things. So somebody has an IQ of under 65. I'm guessing a lot of those guys are truck drivers from what I've looked around and see. And just think people, this is what you get for two days. If you came to the reset your mindset, 2023 live event in hurricane, West Virginia, on August 19th and 20th. And if by midnight tonight, July 7th, uh, at 12.01 a.m., if you will enter the code TRANSFORM, you'll get $100 off. Um, so, Spilly Bill, I'm, well, let's go back to this, okay? Per diem is no longer a deduction for company drivers. Not on your own, right? When I started driving, okay, I could go to my tax guy at the end of the year, and he'd say, how many days are you out? And I'd say, 300. And he'd say, okay. And he'd make a calculation, I got that deduction. In 2017, right? Was it 17 when they did that? They changed the tax law. They basically doubled the standard deduction. The standard deductions now is what, 24,000, 22,000? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the standard deduction. Everybody gets 22,000 standard deduction, okay? But, which, which covered, more than covered what you would have gotten had you had the per diem the old way where you, you just reported it yourself. What they did though, was they made it to where employers could elect to, and it's, it's literally called a reimbursement. Okay. That's what they call it. They reimburse you, which when a reimbursement comes on your paycheck, that's not taxed, right? If you, if you bought a light bulb for five 99 and we give you five 99, we're not going to tax that $5 99 cents. Okay. It's a reimbursement. That's what the per diem is under the new law. We're, how many, what is it a day? $69 a day for every day. $69. You're, out, you're not in your bed. In US. 16, in US 16, Canada. Yeah. $69 per day. We can reimburse you for the expenses you encountered on the road. Without you having receipts. No receipts required. Just basically your logbook that says, okay, we were out this many days this week those many days times 69. And then that is tax free money that you get now over. Now the, let me, let me, let me interject here, Chris, because <clears throat> yes, it is true. If you're a company driver, you cannot put this, there's no place on your tax return anymore for a company, for an employee, for an employee to take right. the per diem deduction. It went away in 2017, 2018. Okay. But I can put it on your W2 as reimbursement, mm -hmm. and it just you just don't pay tax on it. It's not on your tax return. It's just lowered your tax liability because we didn't tax that revenue. Now, a lot of trucking companies have used per diem forever, okay? Every, most of them I've looked at are not in your best interest because they take an administrative fee for doing it uh, right. because it costs them money, I guess, to, they think to do it administratively. Uh, we don't do that. I give you 100% of it, even the part that I don't get deducted for. Now, oddly enough, our drivers make about $100 a week in tax-free money, money they, money they would have paid to the government in taxes, okay? They right. would have paid that in taxes. So that's about $5,000 a year that they don't pay to the government that now they have in their pocket. Guess what he probably could go do with that? Buy health insurance. Well, shit, what son of a bitch. Uh, yes, uh, I will. Yell, if you want to yell at the event, I'll yell at you. 
just let me know who you are because I don't usually yell at people when it's face-to-face unless you're just a doofus, you know. But no, I'm just teasing. Um, and uh, Willie, you're cracking me up, buddy. You, you've got to – we got to drink together, but you got to be there, all right? So, some of you guys, listen, I loved him. Part of this, listen, y'all are, y'all are helping each other. I see you guys answering each other's questions. That's what this is all about. Listen, the networking that I got – by attending the CMC for nine or 10 years. To, I, listen, we got a truck fix last week at Pittsburgh Pilot we couldn't fix. That's all because of my networking that I did back in 2010. Right. You know, our, our, your, your, what used to be a Rolodex or your, or your business card file, you know, no, we don't know what those are anymore. Those are all built with people who you spent time with and met face to face and drank with and, you know, told lies with, and they gave you their business card and you became friends. You talk back and forth, you help each other out. That's 50% of being in business guys is having your own little tribe, having your support network, you know, having people that you can count on that the information they're going to give you is not. That's half of the reason to come to the event is that right there. The other half is me. No, I'm just kidding about that. <laughs> uh, Chuck Chuck Saristo on TikTok asks, "How does a company give you per diem and take it back?" Well, they they don't really, but you got to understand it's a math it's a math it's a math problem. Okay, all what we're saying is that you said sixty nine dollars. Yeah, right? but they're going to do it on a cents per mile. Companies are going to do it on a cents per mile. You know, they're going to lower your revenue. On well, a cents I, know, per mile. I know, I know, I know that. But okay. well, but but hang on. Okay, so is the number. Yes. Six days is $414. It's $414, and only okay. 80% of that is, is deductible. Uh, Mano, but that, that's in the weeds. Hang, hang on a second. So what we're going to do, let's say that you were paid $2,000. You earned $2,000 in a week, okay? We're going to take the $2,000. Now, normally, you would tax all $2,000, what we're going to do is we're going to show a reimbursement of $414. All right. That means your, uh, your gross income is now 1,586 that gets taxed. The $414 is not subject to theft and extortion by a criminal gang. Only the $1,586 is, is subject to theft and extortion by the criminal gang. So we'll remove that $414 from your pay, let them tax it, then we put the $414 back. So in the course of a 50-week year, oops, wrong, uh, 50, that's $20,700 that is not taxed, that is not subject to theft and then extortion from a criminal gang. That's what we're trying to get to. It, but it shows in the, in the world of accounting it shows as a reimbursement. That that's what that's you have to think of it that way because it's got to show up on a part, kind of a part of your pay stub that's not over here where the stuff that's subject to the extortion. That's that's where they have to be separated, and then they can be rejoined so that they go into your bank account. Now you you have to you have to understand that this this is a legal thing to do, but there's things you have to do. It's called a qualified plan. Okay, I can't force my guys to do it. I don't even have to offer it. I know about it because I'm I'm an accounting nerd. Okay, so I knew 
that I could offer this as a benefit to my guys at very little cost to me. Or for literally the two years after Trump did it, I got 100% because that was like an inducement. Now it's dropped down to 80%. But it's called a qualified plan. Here are the regu- here are the restrictions that you have to explain and get the employee to sign off on. And that is this. Employee, you're going to tell me how many nights out you want me to reimburse you for, okay? If your logbook does not support that under audit, that is auditable and can be amended, which means that whatever benefit you got from that, you would have to pay back the IRS, not me. You got the benefit 100%. Or if you understated it, you would get additional tax return from the IRS. And the other thing I have to make people perfectly clear is this. Because there's also morons in the financial industry, your W-2 is going to look different when you do this. You're going to have your income in one square and down at the bottom is going to be another square that says reimbursements or some other yeah. something. And that's all that per diem is going to be in there. Now, co- to the, together, collectively, it's what you made. But a lot of financial institutions will think that that's you got reimbursed out of your own pocket and they won't count that as income. So if you're trying to qualify for a mortgage or buy a car or whatever, your income is going to be reduced by whatever that per diem is. In, in their eyes, not really, but in their eyes, they're going to say, well, you're only making 100000 instead of 105000 or whatever the case may be. So, yeah. Uh, but it's called a qualified plan. You guys can Google it. I didn't make this shit up, okay? Um, and you can figure out how, how to do this. But Just that's please, what- please don't ask anybody on Facebook for their opinion about this, okay? Go to Google. Go to the IRS website, you know? Um. there's just so much information out there sorry yeti's making fun of me for yawning listen i'm sleep deprived i've not had much sleep in the last few days so y'all just gonna have to deal with it um there's so much information that's out there and i see and i would love like jordan peterson or some sociologist to study this for me because I'd really like to understand Landstar, for example, literally has an 800 number. They give it to you in orientation for Jacksonville where all the people are in the cubicles that have all the information. You could call Landstar and say, how does the fuel card work? Or you could call LCAP and say, Hey, uh, I need a set of tires. How does that work? Instead of calling LCAP or instead of calling Landstar, we go on Facebook. Hey, how's this work? So then you can literally be lied to and told the wrong thing when you could literally pick up the phone and call Jacksonville and hey, uh, I need to know about uh, I need to know about IFTA, right? Love this the story Larry tells when he first came to Landstar, there was a deduction on the settlement for IFTA. He calls them up. Hey, what's this? What's this deduction for IFTA? They're like, oh, well, we we do the reconciliation once a month. Oh, oh okay. Well, is there a report? Yeah, yeah. Well, can I have one? Sure, you can. Um, you just have to request it. And he's like, well, how many people request it? She's like, not many. You know, but why would you not want to know? And why would you not call the people in the department that literally handle that thing rather than go into a Facebook group with a bunch of pathological liars 
or just people that have no idea what they're talking about and just make stuff up. I mean, you might as well just grab the CB radio and, and ask them. They'll tell you. Sure they will. Or, or you could pick up that big blue book. They give you an orientation that has those answers in it. I but no, it's, let, me, let me just go ask some other dildo that doesn't know any more about <laughs> I, his opinion, you know? <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, humans are funny, you know? They're, they're Larry, uh, Rocky's <laughs> telling us this one had one today that listened to some foil at the counter. He was told to run 80 psi in his steers when it's hot. I walked by and said, when it's you hot. Have an extremely. You have an extremely low tire. He said it's too hot for more air. Um, said the Michelin's Michelin's were destroyed and only on the truck for 53,000 miles. Listening to fools can put you in the woods. How many miles did you get on a set of steers, Larry? Uh, 300,000. 53,000. But, but, but I inflated them to 120. Okay. Right. I overinflated them. Even the Michelin people go, oh, you can't do that. Really? Yeah. I'd put 140. Um, by the way, if a, tire's, if a tire is 80% of its recommended inflation, it's considered flat <clears throat> and is not repairable. Mm -hmm. So if that tire's recommendation was 100 or 110, which I'm sure it is, that tire is considered to be flat, ruined, and, and not repairable. And unsafe to be. I, I guess it would get, would get you put out of service. Oh, well, her percent gets you put out of service. We had, I had a guy get put out of service one time because the DOT guy comes by with a tire thumper. That tire's flat. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, like, um, uh, Stan Riddell. Sorry, I'm late. Uh, can I get a Carl update, please? Well, um, we don't really have a lot new to offer on Carl. Um, she did, his wife did shut down all of the fundraising efforts because he's not able to get on the lung transplant list right now. And that was the whole reason that they were doing the fundraising. So she just suspended all that. And of course there was a bunch of, uh, gremlins got into the Facebook group that they had created for updates and started sharing fake fundraisers and scams. So she shut down all fundraising at this time. He's still in the hospital. He's still on the ventilator. Um, you know, they're trying things. He's on a lot of medications, but there's not much really to report um, on his condition. That, but he's pretty much, I think he's kind of stable, but not still not doing well. So that's your Carl update. Guys, my email is not showing up with registrations to the event with the $100 off tonight. Yeah. Don't lose this opportunity. It is now uh, 846. 9, 9.46. So you got two hours and yeah. you got two hours and 15 minutes to enjoy this live and in person <clears throat> and participate and participate. We're going to have a good time. That's for sure. I promise you. I'm trying to roll back through the comments. I got two computers going here. Um, Freight runner. This event won't be 100% educational if Barry, Gary Bucks doesn't attend. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> oh, Listen, Gary. it's not designed to be 100% educational. It's designed to be 75% educational, 25% fun, you know, and social. We do drink, by mm -hmm. the way, at night. So hopefully right. it doesn't offend any of you. We're going to do this podcast live from the Blue Ribbon Bar. So, you know, after we have been drinking for a couple, three hours. So, 
Yeah. So that, that's going to be, um, you can, you can look at last year's last year's podcast is out there. I don't know the number, but it wouldn't be hard to figure out. It was on July the 20th. I think it was. So you go see it from last year and we do, we interviewed a lot of people last year that are in the program or uh, some of our sponsors or some of our, you know, our strategic partners and stuff. So you guys, you know, if you're interested in, Hey, maybe putting a truck on or more about it, you can talk to the people that are doing it, you know, and, uh, hear firsthand what they're, the Rocky will be there, obviously. Um, uh, Cam's uh, Cam's um, trailer, truck and trailer, and um, the guy from um, is the guy from Diesel Alternatives going to be there, Chris? Chase? I believe so. Deep, yeah. deep, uh, DPF Alternatives. Yeah. So we'll have some people there that you're going to want to talk to, um, and some others. We're still working on a few others. So. Um. Well, um, you know, I think we've gone through all the comments. It's nine forty-eight. We've done an hour and forty-four minutes. I think uh, I think I must have pissed them all off. They all quit after I jumped on that dude. Texas con. I don't know what that means. Um, oh, Purple Yeti coming in clutch, episode one twenty for the live from the Blue Ribbon event. Uh, you want you want a job as a producer? Yeah, we need uh, him. Uh, oh, Rick Rocky said this, uh, this guy with the tires, he also, he bought a 2000 W nine with a fast and a Gulf coast bypass. And he disconnected both cause he didn't know what they were. God almighty. Well, listen, uh, it's like these guys that buy these trucks that we, that we call lunatic trucks, especially the ones down by the border. And the first thing yeah. they do is take all the fairings off of them. Move the move the exhaust pipes back out to the, in the in the in the windstream. And do everything they can to take all the fuel mileage out of them. They can take out of <clears throat> tune them up to seven hundred uh, horsepower. And uh, every reason for having one has now been destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, some things you just well, can't teach. <clears throat> Y'all, I, I think I think we can call it a night for this episode. As 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 the guys have said, um, uh, th this one's full of of of, of nuggets um, that that I need to take and put on TikTok to uh, absolutely inflame as many people as possible. Use your yet uh, use your edit tool on some of those, okay? Well, you know, I'll I can I can take care of that. I'm I'm a professional broadcaster after all. Yeah. Well, y'all, uh, let's see. Are we back next week on Friday? We are. We are back next week on I'll Friday. I'll be back home. Hopefully see what's going on with my house, my, my house edition. Uh, that's, that's the one thing that's worried me about being here is I've had people in my house now for 10 days without me there. And when I am there, I have to correct something every day that's mm -hmm. being done wrong. So who knows what I'll have to see when I get back Sunday night. But pray for me about that, okay? Because, you know... <sighs> Sometimes if I have to fix those things, <laughs> I need a lot of bail money. So, yeah. All righty. Well, uh, y'all, it's been fun. And, um, gosh, I'm tired. God, it's been a hell of a two or three days and I'm, I'm just, my brain's shutting down and I'm ready for maybe one more beer and go to bed. We will see y'all next Friday night. Um, same time, same channel. So everybody be good, be safe, and we will see you next time. Hey, guys, thanks for your support. Thanks for watching. We appreciate you, okay? Have a good week. Be safe.